Hello and welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. You've got Laura and Michelle here in the home studio and today we are talking about traveling while competing. How was your Easter, Michelle? My Easter was good. Okay, so we are recording. It is Monday, and Easter was... Monday, April 5th, so Easter yesterday. was yesterday. And today is Easter observed, or whatever, is according it? to my calendar. I had to work today. Yeah, so did I, but maybe because okay. I work for the county, technically... Well, Danny had to work, too. I don't know. Anyways, it is the day after Easter. I went home. I went home for the weekend up in Northern California, I was also kind of celebrating my birthday. My birthday is on Wednesday this week. So I went up there just to see some family, do some fun and outrageous things that we'll talk about. What did you do? What did I do? I went to Santa Barbara for the weekend, but I was back yesterday. So my family is out of state. My family's pretty small, so most holidays are like kind of quiet for me. So mostly I think I sat in this chair <laughs> and watched a bunch of Netflix once I had kind of finished my meal prep and cleaning and stuff. So pretty low key day for me. Yeah, like a typical yeah. Sunday. Almost. Yeah, like pretty much just a yeah, typical yeah. Sunday. We left third or no, we left Friday morning and we got back last night at like ten PM and then right before coming here I was like, Oh no, like I have no food. Like I had to prep literally everything and I still have to prep some things. So that was the hardest part was I had tra I traveled, I made all my food mm -hmm. for my travels, and then I got back and I was like, oh, I didn't make anything for after the travels. So luckily I had enough to eat during the day. But So I went home, I went skydiving. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go check out Michelle's Instagram if you want to see that. That looked pretty cool. Yes, jumped out a perfectly functioning airplane. It was really cool. Have you ever gone skydiving or no. done anything outrageous like that? No, the closest thing I've done, and this is not even close at all, is I did one of those things at Six Flags called a ripcord or whatever, where they take you either solo. I was with a friend, and they kind of, you're on a bungee cord, and they pull you back really far, mm. and then one of you has to pull the rip cord, and then you swing back and forth on that bungee. Okay, that's pretty, it's that's pretty, pretty crazy. Terrifying. It's pretty terrifying. I've seen that, because I used to work at Six Flags, and I definitely would pass by it all the time, and I never, yeah, never was ballsy enough to I would to do like it to then. go skydiving. It'll, I would probably be peeing my pants. On the way up, but I would do it. <laughs> I it think seems like it would be fun. The scariest part was just going up. Like, I was expecting... I was honestly expecting not to like it. I was expecting mm -hmm. to, like... You know when you do something that's scary, you don't really know what you're going to feel. You don't know if you're going to like it, if you're not going to like it. And then once you do it, you can't turn back. Like, I, that's how what I was most nervous about. I was like, once I'm up there, I'm not going to be able to, like, change my mind. But it was really enjoyable, actually. It was really fun and exciting but also relaxing because okay. once they pulled the shoot it was oh, just okay sights to yeah. see yeah it's, it's basically you're really fast at first and it's uh -huh. just crazy chaotic once they pulled the parachute it calms did down. you do it or did they do it i didn't do it i didn't okay. do it i had one of my friends or one of my neighbors had told me that he was so like focused on the camera and waving and mm -hmm. saying hi that he didn't pull the shoot when he was supposed to 
he was attached. It was tandem, so uh-huh. I did it tandem, so I was with someone. Um, so the guy went around and pulled it, but I just, I, I knew that would be me. I was like, I'm going to be too focused on everything else. I'm not going to pull the shoe at the right time, because you have to time it with the altitude. And, yeah. Yeah, but I did guide it, so once we pulled the shoe, basically you can grab the handles, and it's okay. like flying an airplane, like you go side to side, so... He did let me do that, so that okay. was fun. So very cool. That was that was exciting. Awesome. awesome. And then we That's landed and crashed. I don't think I posted. Yeah, I posted a video on my Instagram, but I didn't post the full video where I land, and it was not a cute landing. It was very much like I didn't get hurt or anything, but we like stopped and then we like fell and it Aww. was yeah. But that sounds cute. I survived. I'd watch it. <laughs> nice. Well, that's that sounds like a really fun birthday weekend. So. This is a great topic given what we were, I mean, we kind of planned it this way, duh, but great topic given that you're just traveling, you're on prep, and this is something we want to cover because so many people are in the same position. You've got some type of work trip, commitment, vacation, Mm -hmm. or national show or international show or whatever it may be where you've got to travel yeah. While you're still prepping. There's multiple reasons you'll travel during prep, and some can be for fun, but typically when you're prepping, you're also traveling to wherever your show is. Yeah, so for you, Michelle, you prepped last year. That was your first one. I think you had at least a couple little trips in there. So what so, what so far has been your experience traveling, or what have you done while on prep? Yeah, so last year... Pretty much every year I go to Mammoth. So I go camping in Mammoth for a whole week long with my boyfriend, my boyfriend's family. So this was like pre-planned. And I I had told Laura like at the beginning, but I think I told her before we started prep. And I remember telling you when I got closer and you were like, you're going camping? Like, are you crazy? Because it was the month of prep I was going on a week long trip. So beginning of August, I spent seven days... And I guess camping is kind of scary when you say it like that. But I did have access to, like, a microwave. I had a fridge, but it was shared. But I think that was that would be, like, the scariest part. Is like, if I was actually camping with a campfire, wouldn't recommend that. Because that would be a little bit harder. But I camped, and I just brought all my food. That was... Yeah, and so, and you also, it seems like, yeah, you're camping, I guess my camping experiences in the past are that, where you're in a tent, and you're cooking your food, and whatnot, but you also had a gym, too, while you were there, right? Did I? No. Sometimes? I'm, I thought I'm there trying was, to remember. I thought so, there was a gym nearby you went to, or you were at least checking out before you went. I don't think so, no, because originally that was the plan, so that was the thing, too, so originally... We, wait, now I'm, like, blanking. I'm, like, did I have a gym? There was a gym you sent me, at least, yeah. that I remembered, but I wasn't I wasn't yes. there with you. Yes, so we did find know. a gym. Okay, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, brain fart. So, originally, pet brain. Um, originally, we had a gym that we had gone to the previous year that was, like, it was, like, $35 for the whole week. It was great, very, like, bodybuilding-style gym. I think the owner had competed, and so that's where we had wanted to go, but it was closed. So once I found out it was closed, I was nervous. But we did find a gym that was outdoor. Because this is the thing. We also did it, it was during the, the pandemic. Of the pandemic, yeah. So we did have a gym. But in addition, I also brought 
a bunch of things. We weighed down the car because I brought my barbell, I brought all my plates, I brought my dumbbell, oh my Bowflex, I brought bands, all the bands. I brought pretty much everything because even though I had seen that the gym was going to be open, I still was a little tempted. Yeah. I was like, what if it's closed? What if there's not good equipment? I mean, the outdoor scene, you don't, you never really know what you're going to get. So, so I did, and I think I only used it a couple days. So it's a pretty unique experience, <laughs> but it, but it also sounds like you kind of, you did your research ahead of time. You checked what amenities you'd have. So that way you're prepared. And, and we talked about it. I mean, I was... Yeah, maybe a little bit or a lot skeptical, <laughs> but at the same time, I also get it too. I mean, it was, it was your first show and if you haven't done a show yet, you kind of don't really know if it's for you either. So it's sort of, you know, like do the things that you do enjoy as much as possible. Like, you know, there's no reason not to enjoy your hobbies. And then, and then if you had done the show and said, okay, not for me, then you know what? No big deal. Yeah. But if you're like, let's say you're, I don't know, you've placed at nationals before, you're going for your pro card, would I recommend camping the month before the show? No, absolutely not. Would not recommend that. But for like a first show, it made sense. Like you figured it out. Kudos to you. Like you did it. You were very well prepared. So I think it, I think it worked out really well, all things considered. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I'm glad that I had all the equipment that I had. And that... Yeah, because if the gym situation hadn't panned out, you would be freaking out with no equipment with yeah. you. Yeah. You know, trying to do body weight workouts in the forest or something. That's not gonna. <laughs> that's not gonna work out so well. Yeah. So I mean, to talk more about working out, I mean, just having equipment when you travel is important, just as a backup. I think also looking at the gym. So. I had looked up, I had researched a gym. I did the same thing this weekend when I went home. I, You never know what gyms are, do guest passes. I actually, I called, this weekend I called, I think it was a crunch. And I actually called and asked. I was like, hey, do you guys do a day pass? Okay, like, I will pay to go for a day. And she was like, well, we don't normally do, like, free guest passes. But since it's Easter weekend, I was like, okay, I'll take it. Like, And so I was able to just... Try it. Even though I had told her, too, I was visiting, she was cool with it. So you never know when you can just get at least a day pass or a three-day pass or whatever. So looking at gyms, hotels, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So why don't we go through maybe some of the things to think through when you're traveling and you're prepping. Or, I mean, honestly, too, there's... I also feel like, at least for me personally, not everyone maybe has this mentality, but I feel like especially after a show too, like right after a show, it's also a time where you want to be kind of mindful and you want to be thoughtful because if you're reverse dieting and you just let yourself have a free-for-all, that's a formula for disaster for most women. Like Mm -hmm. our bodies will gain body fat really fast if you drop all your cardio and you don't follow your meal plan at all or you don't track at all so um yeah I forgot to include this in there I went to Thailand right after you I I was just thinking about you've done some trips post show yeah so that so that too I mean it definitely matters so why don't we just kind of talk about it in terms of the different aspects that someone would need to think about when they're planning for some type of travel so why don't we talk about food because that's that's kind of the biggest thing 
that you need with you while prepping or following, say, a very strict diet. Even someone who maybe is not a competitor, maybe somebody who's just, they are working with an online coach or a coach or a trainer, they've got a set meal plan, or even someone, for example, who's like diabetic and needs to like take into account their medication. Like there's a lot of reasons why you'd want to pay attention to your diet while you're traveling. Yeah, I think that's usually what people say too is like, oh, I was traveling, like I couldn't eat healthy and it's like, you always, there's always options. There's always ways to prepare. Yeah, there's definitely a way to do it. So for you, Michelle, how do you typically plan for a trip with your food specifically? Yeah, so typically I meal prep, obviously. I even, for this last trip, I literally hadn't packed anything. I meal prepped first before I did anything else. So I meal prep. What I typically do is I make sure I have plenty of protein. So I'll do, I'll make my chicken, I'll make my turkey, and then I'll also make all my veggies and my rice. And what I'll do is I'll put them all in meal prep containers, make sure I have everything, and then whatever I have left, I will usually take as well, just in case, just in case there's any problems. Even this last trip, I one of my containers opened and it was filled with water. So luckily I had extra meal prep, so I was able to still eat. So And then I think what I also do is when I meal prep, if I'm going for a week, I freeze some. And I think that's something that people don't really think about. But chicken lasts, what, three to four days? Supposed to. I definitely have eaten it past. I I push it. I push it it too. But, But chicken, like poultry typically is three to four days that it stays fresh. Same with eggs. Egg whites are three to four days to stay fresh. So these are things really? I really, yeah. Oh gosh. Egg yeah. whites, but egg whites Not, are pasteurized, the liquid ones. Liquid ones, but once you cook it. Oh, So I mean, I when you cook I egg see. whites. So like okay. I, for this last trip, it was only three days, so it was fine, but I cook my, uh, my oats. So I'll do mm-hmm. my oats and egg whites like in a bowl um, and cook that. And I didn't think about it, but I looked it up. I was like, Ooh, how many can I make and be okay? And it was three days of cooked egg whites. Okay. So those are important things to think okay. about too, when you're meal prepping. Cause I know some people will meal prep for too long and then things will go bad. Yeah. So here's my, here's my hack for traveling, especially if you're traveling by plane, like let's say you've got a quick weekend trip or something where you can bring a meal bag on the plane So there's actually, there is a page on the TSA website, number one, that will tell you what food you can bring. If you just look, Mm -hmm. I think it's tsa.gov. It might be tsa.com. But I freeze my cartons of egg whites, the Mm -hmm. uncooked. So I'll take the full pint or full quart of egg whites. I will freeze it solid. It usually, it usually takes a day or two because here's the, here's what the TSA rules are. You can bring fresh food. So chicken, rice, those are fine. You can bring that. You cannot bring nut butters because those are technically oils. And so those Mm. fall under the liquid rule. They consider like nut butters liquid. So those you need to check in your check bag or have the little, the little individual portion packs that are less than what is it? Three ounces or whatever. Yeah. So that's the, that's the rule. You can also, you can have ice packs, but they can't be unfrozen again with the liquid rule. So you can have an ice pack in your bag to keep your food cold but if it starts to get melty then you're kind of in a weird spot so what I usually do is I freeze my egg whites so I'll put them in the freezer for at least ideally like two days a day Mm -hmm. and a half or something is usually enough to freeze them solid and then they are like some great ice packs 
Or what I'll also do too, if I'm flying by plane, is I'll take a couple Ziploc freezer bag, gallon size, quart size, whatever, put them in my bag. And then once I get through security, I'll go to the fast food restaurant and ask them to fill up one of my bags with ice. And then I'll kind of double bag it so I'm not dripping water everywhere and throw that in my bag if I'm concerned that my food won't stay fresh during that day of travel or whatever it is. So I'll do that. Um, that's a way too that you can easily travel. And then because you're using your egg whites as your ice packs, you've got more room for your food. So usually if I'm flying, I will put all my, I won't put things in meal prep containers like you will, Michelle. I'll just put like all my chicken in a bag. I will, you know, roll that sucker up, squeeze all the air out and just jam it in. So, so I'm filling my meal bag with as much stuff as I can bring. I'll do the same thing with the rice. And if I'm really concerned, like let's say I have a long travel day where I'm going from coast to coast or something, I will try to pre-freeze all that stuff. So that mm-hmm. bag of chicken, that bag of cooked rice, I will pop those in the freezer as well and freeze those bad boys so everything in my bag is like a big block of ice when I get on the plane. Yeah. Yeah, and then when it defrosts, you'll be able to eat it or even, I mean, yeah, that's the way to go. Because if you cook, if your chicken's already cooked and you freeze it and then... Yeah, it doesn't quite free. I mean, maybe if you put it in there for a long, long time, but usually it's just like, it it unthaws pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't a liquid to begin with. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I guess I should warn people when I talk about my meal prepping situation, I've only traveled by car. So Mm -hmm. I always have, we have a Yeti cooler, the best coolers, highly recommend. And so we have a Yeti cooler and... I take over the whole thing. Danny's not allowed to bring any cold food because all my meal preps, all my food will fit in that. I know for my trip, I did right before prep. Instead of my meal prep containers being one meal, I doubled up. So I had my lunch and dinner all in one. So I ate half of it and then the other half okay. later in the day, um, which was helpful because that took up more or less space um, altogether because that was a whole week-long trip too. But... But yeah, definitely different when you're traveling by car versus plane. There's a lot of different hacks there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's also too, it, it just depends on like what your situation is. So whether it's a quick day trip versus a couple days on an airplane in a car or a full week. But maybe, I don't know, maybe you have a long drive, but then you're going to stay with family and you can use our kitchen. Each situation is different. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing I would recommend for people is kind of like what you were saying, Michelle, is figure out how long you're going to be gone, how much food you actually need with you. So you can kind of calculate it out. Okay, I need this much protein. I need this much carb. And then it's always a good idea to have some extra because, yeah, your food can, some of it could get filled with water from your ice melting or it could just go bad or... I don't know, you you spill it on the floor, something happens. So it's just better to have like a little extra if you can. Yeah. So what are some of your go-tos? What are things that you need to make sure you pack for the most part? Uh, the biggest things, I mean, you've got to go, you've got to go buy your meal plan. So each coach is probably a little different in terms of the foods they're giving you, but you want to have things that you eat a lot. So for me, it's like chicken, turkey, and usually for shows specifically, I usually need to bring steak or salmon as something to kind of help me fill out leading up to a show or maybe on show day a little bit. Rice, white rice, um, brown or white. I bring my egg whites. I bring almonds. I bring almond butter, but usually I bring an unopened jar and I throw that in my check bag if I'm flying. If you're driving, it doesn't really matter. 
And then rice cakes, that's a simple one. Mm -hmm. You can throw that in your bag. I mean, those don't need to be refrigerated very easy. And then I'll bring like utensils, Mm -hmm. stevia, salt separate if it's for a show because I don't know necessarily how much salt I'm leaving in on show day and things like that. I had going up to show day was just bare chicken and then we decided what we were going to put on it. So yeah, it's good to have those. And then definitely a food scale. So my meal bag, I always have a food scale. And then for more recent travel, there's a couple things and well, maybe we can, uh, we'll throw them in the, the website post that goes with this, but maybe we can throw them on the bikini things, Instagram. So there's a couple things that are super helpful. Number one, the hot logic mini, that one has saved me at so many expos, so many, individual situations I can think of where it's a plug-in Tupperware warmer mm-hmm. and you can get it on Amazon. We'll, we'll try to include information so you guys can go find it. But what you can do with this, you can put any Tupperware, including a plastic one in it. So that way your food over the course of about a half an hour, 40 minutes will heat up, will warm up. And if you have a plastic Tupperware, it won't melt your plastic Tupperware. So at things like Olympia Expo, the Arnold I've worked in the past, you can plug this little thing in the back of the booth, let your food heat up while you're starving, and then go scarf your meal really quickly. So that, number one. Yeah, and that, I used that on my road trip that I took right before prep, and that was my, my road trip road trip. So I was traveling to Colorado, Arizona, etc., and so I would use that in my car. You can get an adapter mm-hmm. um, for it, so you can plug it straight into the cigarette lighter, yeah, if you don't, some cars have an actual outlet. If your yeah. car doesn't have that, you can get an adapter that yeah. will create a little actual outlet that you can plug that guy into. Yeah, I think my I have one too. I think Danny's car actually had like the converter in his car, kind of thing. Like he could yeah use it. So I've I've used it in the car too, like on a drive to San Diego or something that was really long, and yeah. I only had a few minutes to eat. I yeah, I was warming up a meal while I was yeah. driving. Yeah, we would just stop at a rest stop, plug it in, and then the next stop. We'd pull over and I'd get my food or I'd climb in the back. Because the thing that sucked was ours was all the way in the back of the car. But if you have it in the front, then it's easier. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's number one. And then an- another thing that can be really helpful depending on your situation is a plug-in electric skillet. Mm-hmm. And they have different sizes of those. Kaylee, she has a double burner that she's brought to shows before. The one I have is seven inches, which is small. It's probably about half the size of the one you would just like a skillet you would just use in your kitchen. I think the standard size is like 12 inches and they have those as well. But I have the seven inch one. It will cook about one large steak I found from experience or like a chicken breast or two. But that can be super helpful if you need to cook food in a hotel room. Because mm-hmm. especially if your hotel room doesn't have a microwave or yeah. if you don't know what your meal plan is, if you don't know... If coach says, hey, you can have a steak, then you've got to yeah. play it by ear there. So it's very helpful in that situation. Totally. And this year it came in really handy. I used it so much because Kate and I at USA's, the hotel rooms did not have microwaves. So people were buying microwaves. It was this big resort. It was full of bodybuilders. There's no <laughs> way you're going to get a microwave. So we did not have a microwave. Um, she had a little camping burner. Mine was the plug-in skillet, so I could use that to heat up my food. And then there were times where I could tell I was running out of protein, so I literally was cooking steaks 
on my little mini seven inch camping skillet. Oh my god! And I actually it was cool too. I had extra, so I was sharing with some of my body bio teammates because they both we both had steak for lunch, so we just got steak from the grocery store and cooked it up. Mm. And that was really, really helpful. So that's another another thing. Both those items, they're probably less than $30 each. So definitely a worthwhile investment if you have shows where you know you'll be traveling overnight or you've got things during your prep where you know you're going to be traveling and you need to have some good solutions or at least some insurance policies yeah, while you're doing that. Just in case. I know my first show, I saw some girls even buying air fryers because same situation, no... We didn't have microwaves in our hotel rooms and even air yeah, fryers, you, you can, could, you you can could do, do some that. things. Yeah. Yeah. An air fryer is pretty simple. You just plug it in and go. So that could heat up your food. Yeah. 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 The skillet, the skillet I like, I don't know, it's lightweight. Mm-hmm. You know, I can fit it in any check bag, no problem or a carry on. Yeah. And yeah, it was probably like $25, whereas a, good, a decent air fryer is going to run you at least 100 bucks. Yeah, and take up a lot of space. Yeah, and heavy. <laughs> and Yeah, you need to... You, I don't think you could really get away with a whole air fryer with um, with traveling on a plane. That yeah. would be... This was San Diego, so people, I'm assuming, drove there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then one of the other things that I recently purchased from my last trip that was recommended was the portable scale. So I have plenty of scales. And scales, you know, they don't take up that much room for food, right? But this one is, what, the size of... I don't even know. It's like... It's like... Oh, actually, I do know. It's like the size of an the, iPhone, actually. The iPhone. Roughly. But you know what I I mistook it for this weekend was the those handheld thermometers, the no-touch. It's literally about the same size as that. Oh, the, the white ones. That the little yeah. guns. Yeah, because I... Actually, problem with it being so small, I lost it this weekend and I had a freaking oh, no. meltdown. Oh, I was no. like, no, I can't. Mine just lives in my meal bag. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, we try I put it somewhere where I was like, I'm not gonna lose it. Like I was gonna leave it on the table or whatever. I was like, I don't wanna forget it before I go home. And then I couldn't find it. But I, at one point, had picked up the, the th- thermometer. I was like, this isn't it. This isn't it. But oh, gosh. but it's really small. So, yeah, if you just keep it in your meal bag or Yeah, so that's purse. the that's the Joseph Joseph. Joseph Joseph, yeah. Um, yeah, food scale. So we'll try, to, we'll try to share all of this. We don't have the swipe up link currently, but we'll try to put this all on the Instagram mm-hmm. so you guys can see it. But, yeah, it's a little scale that looks like an iPhone, looks like a little thermometer, and it folds out into kind of a triangle, and it can hold your whole dinner plate. So it's a really good scale for traveling. Um, I will embarrassingly admit that I've brought it on dates before when I'm on prep (laughs) because it can fit in a purse. So it's really, really versatile and highly, highly recommend that too. Yeah. Yeah. Any food scale definitely should have yeah and then just other things to bring measuring cups measuring spoons like your tablespoon your teaspoon Mm. you want all of that because more than likely if your coach knows what they're doing they're going to give you very specific instructions on show day so Mm. you'll want all of that for sure yeah and of course whatever way you're bringing your food if you have some sort of meal prep bag or a yeah. Chest, whatnot. I know you have one of those. Um, yeah, mine's a isol- I think mine's an isolator fitness one. Mm-hmm. But then I also have the little mini six pack bag lunch bag mm-hmm. too. So yeah, it just depends. Actually, one thing I forgot at GovCup this year, this was super embarrassing because I flew. And so I had all of my chicken, all my rice and my Ziploc bags. And the hotel 
was not the most well-equipped. And so I really quickly realized I have no container, no receptacle to put my food in to eat it. Oh, they didn't have a fridge? Oh, no, like like a plate. Yeah. Like a plate or a bowl. Oh, yeah. You can't really microwave a plastic bag of chicken. (laughs) No, no. So they had, so it was very, I was very creative. They had some of those paper coffee cups. So it was a very... (laughs) Very interesting way to eat my dinner, but I worked it out. And then the next day I went to Target and like got some random supplies and things. So yeah. 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 It's good to have extra. I bought an extra set of measuring cups and measuring spoons specifically for prep. Um, That way I'm not like stealing from the ones in our kitchen and then my roommates or whatever get mad. Like where are all the the tablespoons? I typically leave them. Like if I know I'm going to have a third cup of oats. Every day, I leave it in the oats container, so they typically disappear anyway, so I try to have multiple or separate ones specifically for travel or for prep. For sure. And then I think in terms of in terms of working out, that I think kind of comes back to the point we were saying with estimating how much food you'll need, understanding what your situation is going to be when you're on your trip. So... Depending on what that is, if you're just traveling for a local show, you may not need a gym at all. You know, if you're just traveling the day of check-ins or the night before and then a Saturday show, you may not need access to a gym. But if you're prepping and you're going to be gone for, you know, four or five, six days a week or more, you're definitely going to want to check out what the gym situation is. Make sure you've got some place to do your cardio, get your workouts in. Do you have any other tips with that, Michelle? I mean, you've probably done just as many or more trips at this point while prepping as I have. Yeah. I don't know. We never actually counted it out. but (laughs) Yeah, I think just, yeah, making sure the gym and making sure the gym, like say you're staying at a hotel, making sure the gym is well equipped because some of these hotel gyms have nothing. Like they'll have maybe some, just some cardio equipment, but nothing for weightlifters for bodybuilders I know some competitors that will pick a hotel specifically for the gym so you can always check that out did you have to work out for USA's did I have to work out for USA's no I did not actually um that was a that's a longer one and I didn't have to work out in 2019 either so usually the two or three days before the show for me were resting. Mm-hmm. So for USA's this year, I can't really remember 2019, but this year I traveled on a Thursday night. So I think that Thursday morning mm-hmm. might've yeah. been my last cardio day or probably my last lift. And then Friday, so th- traveled Thursday night, quick flight. Friday was check-in day, just rested. Saturday, still resting, first coat of tan, and then Sunday, women competed. Okay, so it was two. Yeah. So okay. I did use the gym after the next day. Yeah. Just to... Oh, yeah, the best pumps after Just to you do eat. something. <laughs> but, yeah, so so didn't really need it for that. But I have traveled in the past um, when I went to the Arnold one year. I think that was 2018. I needed it for Olympia 2018. I was on prep. I was about, I don't know, at least a month, a month or two out. So luckily the hotels in Vegas usually have really nice gyms. So that was fine. Um, yeah, it really hasn't, hasn't been much of an issue. There was, this was like my first year competing 2017. I went to a girlfriend's birthday in Napa, which was very awkward because I was not drinking, but 
Mm-hmm. At times it worked out because then I could be DD and I could kind of keep track of the really drunk girls and make sure that nobody was going to die. But there were a no lot big of... big deal. Yeah. No, not a responsibility at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it is kind of it. No it pressure. Is, it is kind of important. <laughs> there were definitely a few times where, it's, you know, you're just looking out for people's well-being. Mm-hmm. But... For that one, that was interesting. That I had to be pretty creative. I think I went to some random gyms in the Bay, like in Oakland and stuff. Oakland. And Oh, that was actually a bad situation. The, I had to borrow my friend's sister's car and it got broken into oh. while I was in the gym. A window got smashed. Because you were in Oakland? Because I was in Oakland. <laughs> That's supposed. where we were staying. It was a... <laughs> The friend whose birthday it was, we were staying at her friend's house and the nearest 24 was in like downtown mm. Oakland and yeah, it got broken into even though I was on a well-lit street. Dang. And so I got my workouts in. There are a couple times I was doing runs yeah. out on the streets, which I never, if you know me, I used to be a runner in another life, but I do not really run nowadays. <laughs> so I was doing that for my cardio. So yeah, you got to be creative. But the biggest thing too, I would say for shows is maybe not as much the gym although that's important, is the random things and the items you need while you're traveling. Mm -hmm. Do you want to speak to that a little bit, Michelle, in terms of things competitors have to pack or bring? I don't even know. I'm trying to remember. (laughs) It's been a minute. I just remember my table of things. And I mean, mean, supplements, we didn't even mention that, but supplements, whether it's your competition weekend or you're traveling pre-prep or whatever you got to make sure yeah. you have your supplements yeah what, what else I mean bands I mean there's yeah. so, there's so yeah, many so let's things talk, so let's talk about it so I guess of the two of us I'm the more recently competed one so right it should be hopefully fresh in my memory right now with the pandemic I think a lot of shows they're not providing pump-up bands they used to do that in the past oh I didn't know that yeah USA's muscle contest right now there are no there's no yeah. pump-up no equipment wonder I available. was sharing during my show like, yeah <laughs> some girls didn't have one and I was like yeah, sure, yeah. so there's no pump-up equipment available and you're not allowed to bring dumbbells so mm-hmm. right now the move is to make sure you've got a set of bands that you can pump up with backstage number one. Because that does make a difference. It's going to make a difference how you look. So you want to have that. Outside of that, you definitely need a set of dark sheets or maybe a Toxic Angel sleeping bag. Yes. Or something that you're not going to ruin the hotel sheets. That's important. So. Yeah. Because if you ruin it, you pay in for it. Yeah. Yeah. They and will, like. They yeah. will charge you. It's they not even just you. the hotel. I mean, not just the hotel sheets. You got to be super careful. You're not touching anything. Yeah. So towels. you also. Yeah. Need a good outfit to wear. Yeah, you're you don't want to be checking in and getting your spray tans in like a white sweatsuit. You want like dark sweats, dark clothes that are not gonna get ruined. Maybe they'll get dirty, sure, but you can always put that in a laundry bag and pack it up when you're done. But you want those dark sheets for sure. Um Toxic Angel sleeping bag, also a great option. Me being a little worrywart, I will probably do both at my next show. Be <laughs> inside the sleeping bag, inside my dark sheets. <laughs> but all that good stuff. You also want to make sure to, you know, the things that are not replaceable items as well. Those, for example. Like your bikini? Your bikini, <laughs> your jewelry, your heels. Those things, not only do you need them, but if you're traveling by plane, you want those in your carry-on. Because let's say your bag gets lost, those are essentially irreplaceable items. You are not going to find another custom bikini that was picked out and tailored for your skin tone, hair color, 
body size, bust size, any of that. You know, if you lose your jewelry, yes, maybe you can borrow it from someone, but it's imagine how stressful that would be. Or your shoes, you know, what are the odds that, you know, the the people that probably have the same shoe size as you are probably the girls (laughs) that are in your class Mm -hmm. and probably need those shoes. So you might get lucky that someone has a backup pair, but think about that too, depending on how you're traveling. If you're traveling by plane, you want to put those quote unquote irreplaceable items in your check-in bag. Yeah, wear them if you have to. Excuse me. <laughs> Not your check-in, your carry-on. Put your it in your carry-on. carry-on. Put it, yeah. yeah, put it as close to you as possible. I'll, when you were saying all these things, I was laughing because it's reminding me of, of we've talked about it, the dreams, the nightmares oh, that yeah. we've both had when it comes to show day. Like, I definitely have had those dreams where I forgot my suit or my heel breaks or whatever, you know? It's like making sure you have those things to just eliminate one yeah yeah you want to you want to go into your show day as de-stressed or whatever as as relaxed I couldn't think of the word as relaxed as possible so may mean you're a little stressed right before but just make sure you you know have a checklist and bring everything yeah Mary from Toxic Angels made a really good one so Mm -hmm. we can also try to share that as well that's I usually do my packing and then I usually pull that list up as a way to cross check. Okay, did I remember everything? You know, other show day stuff or kind of basics you'd probably bring anyways on a trip. Like, for example, makeup, a hair straightener, a curling iron, hairspray, things like that. That probably as women you might be bringing anyway, but you still don't want to forget that stuff. But at the same time, if you were to forget that, it's pretty easy to go to CVS. Mm Mm-hmm. Find, you know, find some makeup if you need to. Worst case scenario, go buy a curling iron at the nearest Target. But your Mm -hmm. bikini, you're not going to find another one of those anywhere. So things like that, really, really important. Beyond that, what else do you need? If you've got post-show day treats, you can bring those. Yeah, those are Um, are important. What else? But those you won't forget. (laughs) No. You'll probably forget forget your bikini before you'll forget that. And if you forget the post show day treats even better you get to buy more and then you have those when you get home yeah you may need sandals or some sort of shoes to wear when you get your spray tan because you're not gonna want to put on shoes right after yeah yeah i always bring and especially too for like national shows or something like bring a few sets of dark sweats because you kind of have a good amount of time where you're just going to be lounging around, whether you have your suit on underneath or not, you're going to want those clothes because it is a multi-day show. I'm getting more excited. Yeah. A couple months now, nine weeks, ten weeks, mm-hmm. and I'll be writing this to-do list and planning and mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah, is there anything else we missed? I feel like we went through most things that people should know. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to traveling I'm a big planner I like to have everything scheduled so I guess one of the things I was gonna say was just make sure you schedule your workout you schedule your meal times I think that's probably the hard part is making sure everything is happening at the right time just when you're normally traveling I like to do my workouts first so there's no excuse to miss it yeah yeah I like having an itinerary even if it's not exactly scheduled before I leave it's good to once you get to your destination kind of plan out especially if it is a show maybe not as much not as important if it's just a trip or a little mini vacation or something like that but kind of knowing 
what the important dates and times are. Like, for example, if it's a national show, you need to know when your check-in window is. You need to know when your tanning windows are. Likely they go by last names. Right now, they're, most things are being split apart by gender and division and stuff to keep all these social distancing protocols in place. So those are important things to know. You, you got to know when your coach wants to see you because they probably want to check in with you or they probably want photos with you. All of those things, it's important to have that in mind. And like Michelle said, you also need to make sure you're getting your food in, especially the day before a show or the day of a show. You don't want to be skipping meals, missing meals. You will look flat as a pancake on stage if you're missing your meals or skipping meals or something like that. Yeah, we've said it before. No scheduling photo shoots the day before. I w- uh, running yeah. around like... Like we've said, relax. So make sure you have everything. You have your game plan and everything scheduled so nothing is amiss and you look fabulous on show day. Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bikini Things. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss another episode of the podcast. And share it with a friend. If you have a friend you think might like listening to this episode, share it with them. We'd love to have them. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you in the next episode.